This final video, the third of three-part series by Andrew Quain. This was shot Christmas of 2022. Andrew Quain, head football coach, actually just, uh, I wouldn't say retired, we'll say rested. He's taken a little break from head coaching um, just a year ago and put together some great high school football teams over at Prairie Central High School, which is in the center of the state of Illinois, about 500 kids. Um, known as a triple option team, even though really it's all set up with the double dive, which he showed in his last two videos. But this third one is on their 60s series, the outside veer. Uh, so a ton of great footage here, a lot of great game film, but a lot of great insight here from Coach Quain, things they're looking for, how they keep it open, at blocking adjustments. So I hope that you'll enjoy this one. If you'd like to find this or more videos that we've shot, you can find them over at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. coach at Prairie Central High School. Uh, we've talked about our, our 40 series, our double dive and, and the plays off of that. Um, kind of the other thing that we're kind of well known for is our, is our outside veer. So uh, we're going to talk about outside veer, which is part of our 60 series. Um, just to kind of review, this is kind of when we talk about different series. Um, you know, these are the series. We've talked about the 40 series, the double dive. The option series is kind of what we're known for. A lot of teams, when they, they say, what's Prairie Central run? What do they do? You know, they, they talk about us as an option flex bone team. Um, and so this is really one of the things that we're known for, um, I think, when people start talking about us. Um, the 60 series has six main plays. We have some, some other plays that kind of go off of that. But the main plays of our 60 series is our midline option. Okay, our inside veer and then our outside veer. That's what we're going to talk about um, the most here. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff out there. I, I don't think that I'm in any means an expert on all any of this, but um, like like some of the people out there, the you know the Paul Johnsons of the world. Um, but um, the midline inside veer, outside veer. I feel like we do some things outside veer that that are unique, and I, I felt that. Uh, that I'd share those with you um, here today. We also have a double option, okay, and a counter um, GT, um, and then we have veer pass, which is our, our pass plays off of our, our inside veer um, fake. Okay, so we look at our, our base option plays, our three base option plays, midline, inside veer, outside veer. Um, this is kind of how you think of those. Um, Midline, the fullback aiming point is the butt crack of the center. So he is going straight down the midline of the formation. So the, the, the quarterback actually has to step and get out of the way because if he stayed there, the fullback's going to run him over. Uh, on midline, our first read is the defensive tackle. Our give read uh, is another way to say that. The first read, you can also say the give read is the defensive tackle. The second read or the pitch read is the defensive end. Okay, um, we go to inside veer. Now our aiming points changed. It's to the butt crack of the playside guard. If you remember from our fullback dive, um, the aiming point was the inside foot of the playside guard. So really only changing a few inches of an angle here, um, but it is critical. Um, it is critical kind of change there um, in this. And, and one thing I like about the 40 series to the 60 series is it is really hard for a high school linebacker to tell the difference between 
aim it at the inside foot of the guard versus the butt crack of the guard. It makes a lot of difference to us. It's hard for them to discern those differences as you're seeing at full speed in a game. So inside veer, butt crack of the guard. Um, first read or the give read is going to be the defensive end. The second or the pitch read is going to be the outside linebacker. Outside veer, the aiming point is the butt crack of the tackle. Your first read is the outside linebacker. Okay, and then the second read is the cornerback. Okay, so um, again, going back to presentation number one, okay, plays have to work within each other. They have to complement each other in some way. And so within these three plays, which are all base plays for us, we run them, we run a lot of them in, in practice and in games. Um, we're changing the reads. And so the, the defense can't just say, hey, you have to do this. Um, it forces them to, uh, to, to do some different things because sometimes the defensive end is the give read and sometimes he's the pitch read. And so it does put him in a, in a, in a tough space there to, uh, to kind of defend two very different uh, responsibilities. So uh, if we look at the diagram there, I have the three plays, the quarterback path and the, the, the wing back path, uh, the motion back, those paths don't change a whole lot between the, the three plays, uh, but the fullback path does. And so depending on what we want to take advantage of, usually it's what's the defense giving us, okay? Uh, we believe you can take away one of these, or excuse me, we believe you can maybe take away two of these plays. It's hard for a defense to scheme how to take away all three. So oftentimes it's up to us as coaches and players to figure out, um, you know, in a game, which one of these is the best of, uh, best of our, our plays in that game. All right, so let's get into outside veer. Okay, here's our numbers on outside veer. Um, we ran a, we ran a ton of it in 20, 2019, okay. Um, average 8.5 yards of carry, or about 67% of the time we're, we're getting three yards or more, which is our, which is our kind of break-even point. We want to get three yards. If we're getting three yards, we're happy, okay. Um, didn't run it a ton in the, in the spring season. Um, still had a good average, though. We were at 70% for our, our three yards, okay, um, 2021. Those numbers drop down, and a lot of that probably has to do with personnel. And so, I guess another reason we do the series approach is um, sometimes you don't have the kids to run certain series uh, as well as you have in the past. And so, there's some years where our options really big for us, and there's some years where it's maybe not as big. And so, we just didn't have the personnel in the the fall of 2021 that we weren't super strong in the option game. Uh, we didn't have a quarterback um, that was, you know, I, he wasn't greedy, uh, like you might want an option quarterback to be sometimes. He was happy with, with giving the ball, um, and, and we didn't have some of those explosive plays that we're, we're accustomed to. So uh, we, were, we were better at some of our 20 series stuff in that season. We were better at our 40 series stuff in that season. And then 2022, our 40 series was not maybe our top series, but you can see here, um, you know, we were averaging 9.9 .9 yards of carry. Um, you know, we ran, we ran outside veer 66 times, and we got, you know, almost a first down every time we ran it. 
Um, so we, we, uh, we definitely had, a, had, had that play going good this year. All right, best play in football. Our defensive coordinator always says that every time we call this play. I think that might have to do with the fact that he just doesn't like defending it um, in practice. Um, you know, but, but uh, that's, that's the nickname we give uh, outside veer. Uh, why do we run outside veer? It gives us, uh, it gives us options, okay? Um, it's a part of that balanced attack that I mentioned. If you take away A and B gap, then we have a C gap run. It, it's hard for a defense to defend all of the gaps, okay, across the board. You can usually say, hey, we can take away maybe your, your best play in this gap or that gap. We can take away the fullback in A gap. But if you start changing the, the angles, um, that, that can help, help you. Um, it's a really good play against odd fronts. If you're going to face an odd front, it's a, it's a great play. It'll work against even fronts. It'll work against some 60 fronts. Um, but it's really good. If you're getting a, a, like a 5-2 bear, which we, we've seen, um, it's oftentimes like the teams go to goal line defense, and so then that becomes their like total defense against us. Um, it, it, will, it, it will run really well against a bear front. Um, it changes the option responsibilities, like I mentioned. Okay, it's easy for us to install because we're not changing that much um, in terms of a, a, a rule standpoint from our inside veer. The, the mindset of reading for the quarterback, the mindset of meshing for the, uh, the fullback, the mindset of the pitch man, all of that's pretty similar to all of our option plays. So for us to install it, it's fairly easy. It would be hard to install as a standalone play, but since we're running midline, since we're running inside veer, it's, it's easy for us to install, but it really puts a stress on the defense. It brings the run game to the defensive backfield. Now the corner is responsible for something in the option game for us. Um, there are some corners that don't like that. And so uh, you know, we will find corners that will prefer to not be involved in the run game, and we sometimes like to pick on them um, in games. Uh, we found that this play is really easy to modify with tags. We've had some defenses that have done a really good job of taking away certain things in our option game by, uh, by switching up some of your traditional rules. And um, we can tag this play and change some blocking assignments without making any big wholesale changes to the play. And it gives us, uh, gives us an advantage again. So here are the rules. Uh, we go back to that gap over backer. If you're not... Uh, um, heard me talk about that. I encourage you to go back and, and watch the other videos where I talk about gap over backer. Okay, um, the backside guard and backside tackle are scooping, so they got their inside gaps. Um, typically, if they don't get pressure, then they're going downfield. They're going down next level. So unless they're getting inside pressure, a defensive uh, a lineman squeezing in on them, they're they're going down to the next level. Okay. The tight ends rule is really important here, okay? It's a little bit different than that gap over backer. It is gap over tackle to backer. So again, three progressions. His first question is, he gets that lined up, is there anyone in my gap? Always talking about inside gap. Is there anybody in my inside gap? If the answer is yes, you're blocking your inside gap, blocking that defender. If the answer is no, then you go to progression two, which is over tackle. 
is there anyone lined up over the tackle? If the answer is yes, then you're going to double team with that tackle, okay, and work to the next level, so a combo block, okay? If there is no, if the answer is no, then you go to step three, which is backer, you're going, da you're going down the field and, and picking up uh, next level, okay? So that's a, that's a big rule. Uh, we'll refer back to that one in a little bit. Um, but that's a, that's a really good progression rule for this play um, that's important. Notice the over is not there for the tight end because typically if someone's lined up over him, that's probably the read. Okay, so we're not blocking the person that's, that's over him. Okay? Um, the quarterback, okay, um, footwork is similar to our inside veer, okay? Um, but he's got to take um, a hop step. Sometimes we call this a crow hop. Um, he has to get out to, uh, remember, we, the fullback's aiming at the butt crack of the tackle. So the quarterback has to get the ball out to that point where the fullback and the butt crack of the tackle intersect. And that's a pretty big step from our traditional just footwork and meshing. He's got to step out, and then he's got to kind of hop his way out there. And sometimes we have quarterbacks that can just do that with a big step. Sometimes we have quarterbacks that kind of have to do like a crow hop and hop themselves out there to that spot. Each quarterback's a little bit different on that. It's probably the hardest thing to teach um, because sometimes you get the quarterback not wanting to get out there far enough and then the mesh happens more like in our inside veer spot, and then the fullback just runs into a pile of crap um, as opposed to out there where the hole needs to be. So um, that's, that's a challenge of the play is that quarterback footwork and getting him where he needs to go. But he's going to read one, give or keep, off the, off the give read, and then um, off of number two, pitch off number two. Okay, um, our, our mindset... Um, um, for a quarterback, okay, um, is, is give unless, right? So we're going to give the football, okay? Um, give the football unless he turns, unless he comes down both hard and flat, okay? So if the defensive end steps across, um, if he just stands there, we're giving the football, okay? Um, if, he, if the defensive end comes down both hard and fast, then it's going to be a pull. Okay, so then we go to progression number two where he's running at the, uh, the cornerback. His mindset is, I am going to keep the ball and score a touchdown unless the pitch read turns his outside shoulder at me. Okay, so if that, that pitch read never turns his outside shoulder, he's going to plant and he's going to go score a touchdown. Okay, that's his mindset. All right, if he, once he turns that outside shoulder, that defensive uh, back, in this case be the corner, he turns that outside shoulder in like this, he's going to sit and pitch the ball. If that outside shoulder never goes towards him, he's planting and, and, and trying to score. Okay. The play side A back, the play side wing back, um, if he has a tight end, he is the, the receiver in this, in this formation. He's going to block the deep back. He's going to block the safety. So if there's a tight end, the play side wing is going to go block the safety. Okay? If there is no tight end, and we're in our base formation, a, a standard flex bone, two wide receivers, two wing backs, okay? the wing back is going to have the tight end's rules. 
and for um, the first year and a half of me being a head coach and, and the years prior, I was a place, a wingback can't make that double team that he needs to make to make this play work. And I had a colleague, um, our former head coach here, uh, Coach Brandenburg, who, who said it could happen. And I just kind of always doubted it, and, and we just never really had it running well. And uh, we, our tight end, we had a really good tight end, um, big, your standard tight end dude. You know, big, tall, fast, athletic, everything you want in a tight end. We had a day off of school, and he was helping his grandma at her house or something, and he put his dang thumb through the table saw. So we lost our tight end on Monday of a game week. And so I knew that outside veer was an important part of the game plan for that week. And, and so we just say, hey, we're going to have to do this. And I challenged our wing backs to make the block. And, and uh, you know, we had always taught it, but it's just something I never was confident in running. We had a great game. Our, our wing backs did an awesome job. And um, I, I really, I actually prefer it now out of that, um, that ace formation, as we call it, our base formation. Um, I prefer it now out of that. So you'll see a lot of times we'll have that wing back um, doing that double team blocking. But if he is the blocker, it's the same rules as the tight end. Gap over tackle the backer. Okay, so here's outside veer with a tight end. Okay, with the tight end, we got our double wing tight end, our loop formation, the tight ends double teaming, gap over tackle. So he's got nobody in his gap, but he's got somebody over the tackle. He's double teaming the backer. Okay, the defensive end, last man on the line of scrimmage is our give read, our number one read. The corner is our number two. All right, so now our wing back is going to the safety. All right, so give off one, pitch off two. That's what we're looking for. If we are without a tight end, so this is our ace formation, okay, the wing back is going to um, gap over tackle the backer. So there's somebody over the tackle. Nobody in his gap, but somebody over the tackle. He's double teaming to backer. The receiver is now going to go to the, the safety. And a good way to think about it, usually whoever is the last person on the formation, whether he's on or off, he's going to safety. That's the standard kind of policy that we, that we follow. So it doesn't really change anything for anyone else. Um, depending on how the defense is playing you, and oftentimes just depending on your personnel, um, we're a school that does not get a tight end type of person very often. Uh, oftentimes our tight end is our sixth lineman. Okay? Um, and then it's always like, do I want to give my six linemen a eligible number, and then you know, so then you're bringing extra jerseys in case you need them. So it, it gets kind of complicated. So um, personnel often drives us to run this, but I also like I like it a lot. I like having the corner out wide on this play. It gives us more time to get to that read, or the corner never gets to our quarterback, and we we turn it and run up the hash marks with the quarterback. So um, pretty pretty fun. So let's go look at some video on this. So this was from, from this year, this past fall. 
You notice here, we actually have a, a, a 40 front here, so we're able to get our, our tackle doesn't have to block anybody, but linebacker, or our playside wing doesn't have, he can go all the way, both of those guys can go to the third progression here, um, and go to backer, 54, Okay, is the 54-64, the defense is in there. Okay, this is our give read. Okay, he comes down, turns his shoulder, goes to tackle the fullback. Okay, gives us a pretty easy read there. Okay, so then the quarterback pulls it. I will score unless, right, that cornerback comes and puts his outside shoulder through me. And you'll notice that the cornerback just completely vacates his position on the field and is going in there to be the backup, okay, on tackling the fullback. Now, this has to do a little bit with some defensive planning here. You'll notice um, the safeties are kind of coming up. They would rotate here. I call this like an invert cover two, where the, the safety would, play side safety would come down with motion backside safety, and so the corners are kind of backpedalers, um, kind of rotating to like a cover three here. Um, so the corner just kind of completely leaves, and we get our quarterback into the end zone. Sixty-four comes down, the give read comes down. We get our wide right receiver on the safety, makes the block. Corner gets lost in there. And now we've got the quarterback versus the backside safety there. And we score. All right, so now our read. All right, we have a tight end. So here's our give read here. I believe six is the corner, I believe. So if you look at the give read, he comes up. So he comes across the line of scrimmage. He doesn't come down hard. He comes upfield. Okay, and you'll notice he goes right to the quarterback. And that's a product of, you know, if we were on an inside veer, he'd be our pitch man. So he goes to quarterback, and then we we're able to get ourselves downfield. Now, what I like about this play, see if we can get it kind of timed up here, you get this kind of wall of players. Our tackle's already downfield a little bit, but you have this wall that kind of forms here. And so on, on outside veer, um, we want our fullback to kind of veer towards the sideline at this angle. Whereas in double dive, we want them to get more vertical and, and straight to the end zone because we have kind of three pass going. On this, if he gets that ball, those blocks are set up in that kind of that, that's why it's called veer, okay, in that, in that pattern there. Let's see from this angle. You kind of see there. The defensive end comes across the field. He does not come down hard and fast. That's what we're looking for. 
does not come down hard and fast. He comes across, so it's a give. And you can see the, the wall that kind of gets set up here. I see that wall right there, that line. Okay, we're getting bodies on people. Okay, so this is the same team as clip number one, but this time they put in a new defensive end. He kind of just stands there, you know. He kind of comes across a little bit. He's checking things out. I don't know who to get, right? This is the hesitation that we create because out of this formation, out of this look, out of this motion, out of that footwork out of the quarterback and fullback, we can run a ton of stuff. And so that, that uh, defensive end is just kind of hesitant. I can't remember if he came in because of injury or, or something, but he, he's, he's hesitating, okay? And we, we try to take advantage of that hesitation. This is Pontiac. This was a good play for us this year against Pontiac. Our, our game jerseys we ordered didn't come in, so we played Pontiac in our practice jerseys. which the kids thought was pretty cool. So you see here, this is ace. So his rule is gap over tackle to backer. Okay? Well, there's really nobody over the tackle. He's in his gap. His rule is gap over backer. So he's blocking down. So he can go straight to backer. The backer blitzes. So, which means he can come to a, a scraping backer, a backside linebacker, okay? You see that wall forming that we talked about before, that angle, okay, that we talked about before with the fullback, that veer angle, okay? This was our first round playoff game this year. And you see the, uh, the reed come across, okay? Does not come down hard. Doesn't come down at all, for that matter. So that's an easy, easy read to give. We got guys going downfield, setting up that wall, okay? This is like a very literal, we talk about our running backs, when our running backs get downfield, we talk about um, running hash marks, numbers, sidelines. So as you cut, it's like a stair-step progression. This is like a very literal uh, view of that. So he's, he's kind of running down the hash, and he cuts out, gets to the numbers, and then gets upfield out to the, the sideline. So that's a good way of, of running. When you teach um, kind of your running progression when you get downfield, it's a really good to talk about that hash marks to the numbers to the sideline as you cut kind of cut in that progression i did mention in the in the double dive series um, about having uh, like the wing t formation and so you can do this you want no motion um, you can have him back here and then 
you know, you have the ability to run your double dive, but then we can also run um, our other plays out of this. This is against uh, Unity, I think in 2019. And they, when we had a tight end, they would, uh, I can't remember if this is the corner, I go back to my notes. This is the corner, or they put the corner here and then rotated a safety up. We were, um, had some, some tendencies, so um, we actually don't have really a, a give read here, or the give read, or the pitch, excuse me, the pitch read in that kind of traditional spot where you would think him to be. So we get a, we get a pull by the defensive end, a pull read, and then the, the corner's not where the quarterback expects him to be, so he just takes off and runs. Let's see if this angle is good. The 31's are give read. He comes down. Squeezes down, so it's a pull. We beat the pitch, the pitch read because he's playing in pretty tight. You get a good idea there. So there's an example. The give read kind of just stands there. He, he's really not doing much. We're giving, right? You give unless he comes down hard and flat, okay? Because we like the momentum of our fullback falling forward. We're going to get our three yards that we need. Um, if he's just standing there, kind of just being flat-footed, we feel confident we're going to get our three yards, um, you know, that we want. Okay, so that's our outside veer, and then we talked about tags. So we, we've come up with some tags for this, because this has been a good play for us, but teams have found ways to try to stop it in some different ways, and so we've, we have a series of tags and a lot of different things we can do with this. Um, and it's kind of unique. I, I'm not seeing a lot, of, a lot of people do this, so I wanted to share this with you. Um, Inside veer, we don't have as many tags for like an inside veer like we do for outside. Lots of different things we can do here. So first one uh, that we have here is a, a zip no pitch. And I, I, have some, I have some video for most of these. So we'll go through these and then we'll watch some video. Um, so situation, we don't want to pitch the ball. A um, lot of different reasons for maybe why we don't want to pitch the ball. Um, you know, I want to keep the ball in the quarterback and the fullback's hands. Um, we're not, it's a windy day. Uh, might be lots of different scenarios. But on this, so we have to block. If we're not pitching, we have to block the pitch read. And so we're going to zip across the formation. We call this zip motion. So the tag is, um, you know, we call outside veer, and then we tag zip, okay, which is our motion. We only call the motion if the motion is not the base motion. So like our base motion is fly motion where he becomes the pitch man and on this play. So we will never call the motion. I'll just call outside veer. Um, but if we want to change the motion, then we'll tag it. So we zip, no pitch. Okay, so that tells him he's coming across the formation. He needs to block the, the pitch read. So we're almost setting up kind of like a wheel route here. Okay, he's blocking the safety. Everybody else is blocking normal rules. 
The quarterback is now only reading the defensive end, give or keep. If he gives it, fullback goes. If he keeps it, he's running by himself. He has, no, has nobody to pitch to, so he's on his own at that point. So that's a tag that we've uh, used. Um, stalk. Okay, so stalk um, is really good against teams that run two safeties, um, and they use the safety as the force player. So when we say force player, the force player is the, the defensive back that is the aggressive player who's coming up in the option game. Okay, so a lot of times we'll see the safety be the guy who runs, we call the option alley. He runs downhill to try to um, cause problems. And early on in my coaching career uh, as a head coach and play caller in this system, um, we wouldn't have a, really an answer for that. Um, he, would, he would come down, and, and so we had to find some, some solutions to that. So we tagged the word stalk. Stalk means to us we stalk the cornerback in practice. We do stalk blocking in practice. That means we're blocking the corner. So we just tagged the word stalk. That means we are going to block the corner, and that means the, the safety, who now is not going to get blocked, becomes the pitch read. And so because the safety, as you see in the diagram, is coming downhill, Essentially, that safety is going to be at the position, kind of outside linebacker position, and that's a guy that we are used to pitching off of anyways. We run our inside veer, we pitch off the outside linebacker, so we're used to pitching off of somebody there. Okay. Um, essentially, what happened was from this formation, when we're in rows with a tight end and a wingback, our wingback could not block a safety who was running downhill. It just became too hard of a block, and I don't want to put my players, I mean, could he block them? Could I teach him? Could I take them more to the sled some more, and we could teach blocking? Sure, but those aren't, I mean, our, our wingbacks are tough, but they don't love to block. It's not their favorite thing to do in the world. Um, so instead of banging my head against the wall and, and teaching him to become a better blocker, um, you know, we just changed, our, changed the reads on them. So we pitch off the safety in this case. So if you run an option, really important that you identify who the force player is, who's coming down, who's, who's backpedaling first, who's coming down first. Uh, you can watch that and, and figure that out when you watch film. We have a kickout call. So another thing we would get is teams that would slow play us. So the defensive end would come down and kind of shuffle down. And he would give the quarterback a, um, he'd give the quarterback a, a, a pull read. So the quarterback would pull it, but as soon as the quarterback would pull it, the defensive end would bounce back outside and then tackle our, or tackle our quarterback or make our quarterback kind of bow around, and it would just slow everything up. So, um, we, we have this kickout call that uh, helps with that. And so essentially, anybody that wants to slow play us, our answer is like, pop them in the mouth. Okay, we're gonna come, come, come hit you. Okay, so what we'll do on that is the quarterback steps the mesh, okay? The fullback is taking a kickout route, so he's taking that, that outside veer path, but he kind of like bends it off like a, like a J, the letter J. He kind of bends it out, and he's going to kick the read out, the give read out. The quarterback is going to show mesh, 
let the fullback get in front of him, and then the quarterback is going to run the fullback's path, okay? And everybody else is blocking the same. So the blocking rules are the same for everybody except for the fullback and the quarterback who are going to change those paths. So it's a nice um, little addition to that if somebody's kind of going to try to slow play you, just go pop that guy in the mouth, let the quarterback keep it. Um, good option. We also have a tag. We've used this before, um, but we've gotten away from using the tight end a little bit, so we don't use it as much anymore. We have kick corner. So if we have kick the corner, same principle as stock. We're going to pitch off that safety, but now the... Um, now the tight end is going to be the one that stalks the corner. So we can do this when we have the alignment in a situation where we don't need a double team help. So depending on the defense, um, if the tackle does not need help, we could have the tight end. And then as you see here on the, uh, on the play, uh, we have what we call twirl motion. So we can start kind of messing. This is like an opposite motion. We got motion going away might get some linebackers to kind of go away too, and then he comes back. So um, depending on defensive alignment, we could start playing games with motion and things like that. And then G, G is, um, I mean, a lot of people know this is belly G. We put it in because it makes sense within this outside veer scheme because the blocking for this is outside veer. Um, another way to slow play. So instead of the quarterback keep it, you hand the ball to the fullback. Now the, the front side guard is pulling and trapping that give read. So it's automatic give. We're still having the pitch fake happening. We always carry out our fake. Well, we are supposed to always carry out our fakes. We don't always do it. Um, but now we're going to kick with the, the play side guard. Another good option to handle your slow players. All right, number two, twirl. Okay, um, this is uh, a, another option for us. Um, we do this out of our trips um, formation. Um, and this, uh, this is a, a way to change some things up. So um, number two receiver out of our trips, he's gonna go in motion and twirl back. Um, and then we got, our, essentially we have our ace. We're just getting motion in a different direction. Sometimes trips gives us more favorable um, defenses. So when we play a team, we typically see a new defense because we run something that's so totally different from every other team in our conference. But when you line up, you take our double wing offense and then you line up in a spread-like formation like trips, they want to revert back to their spread defensive mindsets of defending the pass, okay? And, and I think it's just kids being kids, right? They've, they've, five weeks, they've seen trips, and every time they see trips, there's some kind of passing threat they gotta worry about. So for us, we line up in trips and then run the football. It sometimes gives us some favorable matchups. So um, this also gives us a misdirection. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Um, there's a really cool uh, YouTube video out there of Georgia Tech doing a lot of trips stuff against uh, Florida State one year. Uh, I stole some of these ideas from them. All right, so this is a twirl motion. We had a, um, we knew that if we lined up 
in ace, we were going to get a four technique out of the defensive player. So he was going to line up inside shade on our tackle. We call that a four technique. A lot of people call it a four eye, the four for us. So when he lines up in a four technique, we don't need a double team help anymore. Okay? So we don't need that uh, wing back to help with that block. So we would send him in twirl motion because what would happen, and this is the team that we saw in the clip before, the inverted, um, um, the inverted cover two. So when we went motion here, this safety would come across this way and this safety over here would come across here to try to take away, they're playing our motion tendencies. So we went twirl motion against them, okay, to get some of that rotation uh, that we, we talked about and try to take him out of the play. Okay, so that's what we get. We got that safety kind of takes himself back out, recovers kind of late, okay. We get a give read from 84, he steps across, not down. Notice that 84 is kind of like, what's this twirl motion? He kind of sees it, he thinks something about it. All right, he's not in a good position there. So that twirl motion's a, a, a fun little tag to put on some of your option. You can only do it if you have, if that twirl motion is going to give you kind of an advantage and you have numbers to your side. Um, you can't really do it if a team's playing it kind of straight up. Here's the, the no pitch. Okay. Zip across. 14, our zip defender, our zip offensive guy, he's going to block the corner, the pitch read. And our wide receiver is supposed to block the safety. Now our wide receiver doesn't make this block. He kind of takes a bad angle and he's being slow but you get the idea that's who we're supposed to block, kind of like a wheel, um, X block in this. Um, it's a pull, the defensive end, squeezes down, tackles the fullback, it's a pull. Luckily we had a good quarterback, good athletic, he made a miss, okay? But you get the idea there. If we, if we didn't miss this block on the safety, it would have been excellent. All right, so this is um, outside view. This is from 2019 against Columbia. Columbia playing a 5-2 bear. And this is their safety. And their safeties came down hard with motion coming their way. And he was coming down so hard that it was difficult for, our, for us to block him. The corners are stepping back, so we're going to pitch off the force player and not bang our head against the wall all day, and then we'll go block the easy defender who's backpedaling. So you see there, okay, we do get, a, we do get the uh, end coming down. Now, our tight end doesn't get to linebacker because the end comes down hard, but we do get out to the next progression. We pitch off the safety, okay? Not a great play by any means, but um, you get the idea of why we're calling that stock here. He probably should have not pitched it because the 
safety doesn't really turn his outside shoulder. But unfortunately, we didn't get the middle linebacker blocked because the tight end got hung up with the read. Had we got that middle linebacker blocked, quarterback probably should be running up the middle of the field there. But that's the, the principle behind stalk. There's one where we do get a give read. Comes across, not down. And this is what we're looking for. That as an option team, when you get the defense doing this, where they're looking around their teammates like, what, 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 what the heck just happened? Um, that, that's usually a good sign for us. Um, we like to create confusion on the defense. So, All right, so we're running stock here. Not, they're only one safety. They're in, uh, what are they, 5-3 here? So this backer, this outside linebacker out here is in a position that's really hard for us to go block. So to pitch, to block him, he can't block him. He doesn't have a good angle to like crack block him. So we're just going to pitch off of him. They're single safety. Their safety's really deep. So we're really just not concerned. So we're stalking the corner and we're going to pitch off of this outside linebacker, this 5-3 this here. Okay. You see 32 gets kind of caught up in the traffic. He sees the fullback in there, and then too late, the quarterback's already gone past him. 32's the pitch read. Yep, he gets lost. Here we got uh, Veer Stalk. We do this with the tight end, but we call Rose Wide Right. So instead of having the wing back here, we widen the wing back out to widen that, that corner, get him out of the play, and we're going to stock block him. And here's that 5-3, so that outside linebacker is our pitch read. might look familiar to coach here. So I think his son's playing middle linebacker. So this is our, our, our trips. Number two twirl. All the rules stay the same except for our pitch changes. Coming down like we're zip motion and we're twirl motion. So they're running a five, um, a five three here. So we want to um, give off of this, this defender, pitch off of this defender. In comes down, tackles the fullback. Pitch read. Widens, widens, widens. Never turns his outside shoulder at the quarterback. Quarterback plants and gets upfield. Get some confusion in the backfield, make a couple guys miss, have a nice run. So 36 there, defensive end, comes down hard. 58, widen, widen, widen. He keeps widening. Quarterback puts his foot in the dirt and gets going. Good 
Good run for us. This was, I think, our that was our, our second offensive play of the game, so kind of set us up in some good field position. Now we run the same play down here um, just a couple plays later, um, but this time we, we actually we do the stalk and we add a crack tag. And so on the crack tag, we're going to block the pitch read, okay? And so that outside linebacker is the pitch read. We block him, we stalk block, okay? And the quarterback's able to get in the end zone. So we're doing all of this um, lion trips and then the twirl motion where we come back to the trips. Because um, one of my favorite things to do is just piss off defensive coordinators. Okay, so now we're going to run trips. Okay, instead of the twirl motion, now we're just going to go our standard fly motion. We're going to run the outside veer away from the trips. Okay, because we know um, a couple of things here. We've been only running the twirl motion for the last several series. Okay, so the defense is going to expect us to come back to that. Okay, with this motion. So that's going to create some hesitation, okay? And number two, we don't run a ton of plays away from the trip, so it is another kind of deception to us. But we, get, we have the right numbers to, to call this, okay? Again, we're, we're, just, we're betting. I was betting. Um, the safety doesn't do a bad job. I was betting the safety would kind of just stay over here a little bit more, but he does come. But he is the safety, so he's our last kind of concern. Here's our give read. Here's our pitch read. Okay, Give read comes down to the fullback. So we pull. We get to the pitch read. We pitch it. Okay, we get in the end zone. All right, so it just gives us a lot of different ways, a lot of different tags we can do um, and do some different stuff. Here's an example of the kick corner. We've not done this very much, but you can see the, uh, the tight end here going out to the corner. Kind of a different way to do it. Also helps set up like wheel pass and stuff like that too. We run that. Alright, so the kickouts, the last one I think we're going to talk about. Um, this is why we put in the kickout. So number 31, this was 2019, um, IVC had a good team that year, really good quad. Um, they come, he comes down, see how he comes down, he squeezes, he gives the pull, but then he bounces back to the quarterback, and he just kind of messes that whole thing up. Our quarterback should never pitch the ball right here, he like pitches off the give read, that's like Cardinal sin number one for option quarterback, and we're backed up against our end zone. So that was a nightmare waiting to happen there. Um, but we, we see us and teams do this to us, and uh, we, we, had to, um, we had to come up with a solution for it. So here is our solution. Later in that season, this was a second round playoff game. Um, we do our outside veer kick out. So the fullback's going to kick out the give read. And the quarterback's going to run the fullback path through there. Must be a second round playoff game because this is our second round this year. 
and we ran, uh, ran that play again. We're blocking outside Veer, fullback kicks out, quarterback runs that path. So nice, nice change. That's up to our first one. All right, so that takes us to the end. So again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. My email's here, phone number's here, uh, you know, text, call, email. If you need something, I'm happy to help, happy to talk, uh, talk you through something. Uh, you want to hear about some of our other series or other plays within a series. Um, you know, we, we started running, we, we've been pretty much a, a midline double team. We started running the midline triple this year and really, really enjoyed that, really liked it. So, um, yeah, so reach out if you need anything. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm.